So I stopped at Black Two. Uh, it's because. Or was it? Sorry, just too black. There's too much blackness in this game. Too much. It was. It got too black. Um, which was great, but then I saw Sun and Moon, and it looked. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Super Agile Bros. Yes, I mix it up. Normally, I say hey, hey, hey. I think, but uh, <laughs> welcome to whatever you say. You have to say it multiple times. You have to say yes. it multiple times. At least you know plurality is important. But anyway, um, welcome to the Super Agile Bros. Podcast. You already know what it is. It is your boy Bradston, and of course, we have the co-hosts, the best ones you could possibly have on the planet or in the mcu or the dc cu <laughs> um we got the boy kyle kyle how are you doing today sir hey what's up brad doing good man doing good glad to be here today part of the s-a-b-u the s-a-b-u yes yes and of course we have our boy steve steve what's happening brother oh hi mark <laughs> oh hi Steve. Well, thank you, sir. Well, you know, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, one of our listeners, um, uh, Twitter friend Diana, because you just said SAB. Apparently, we have a whole nother universe that we haven't really opened yet, which is the SAS universe, which is the Super Agile Sisters universe. So, this oh my, is, you know, we're the Super Agile Bros, but we want to welcome all of our Super Agile Sisters as well. Thank you for listening. You are very special to us. You know, we'll fight for you. We will protect you. You are our family. Wait, Where would wait, we wait. be without our Women sisters? listen to this? Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Uh, you uh, said woman, woman, <laughs> singular. For what it's singular. worth, I feel like I feel like we've kind of had brothers in the generic sense. Like the Gregory brothers also includes their sister. You know what I mean? The Gregory She's brothers. She's just a feature. Who are you the, never, Gregory? the Gregory Bros. The the guys who did yeah. Shmoyoho. Shmoyoho. They did the uh, the auto tune, the news, Man, all I that don't stuff. Know these guys. Shmoyoho, uh, Shmoyoho, Shmoyoho sounds familiar, but I don't know it. Is it a it's YouTube? Two or three. YouTube yeah, they're on YouTube. They do music and stuff. It's two oh. or three guys and their sister. And they all have like nicknames like the Blank Brother, the this brother, the that brother. And oh. she's the female brother. They did the uh, double rainbow song that was popular. Yeah, they auto-tuned oh, the double them. rainbow guy. That was them. Yeah. Oh. Everything was them. You, you know, it's so funny. Like, I think those were the days when I just watched YouTube videos, but I never thought about who put out the video. Mm-hmm. It was just like, like way back in the day, like 2006, 2007, YouTube just literally felt like everybody was just just dropping stuff. You didn't know who it was, except for Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. <laughs> that was the knew. golden age of YouTube. <laughs> Soldier Boy made YouTube. But, um,. <laughs> Yoho. Well, hey man, it's super agile family, I guess. So, but yeah. but I I, okay. I do like what you're saying, Steve. You know, it's like, it's kind of like when I say, "Yo, what's up, man?" I don't necessarily mean it as you know, male or female or whatever. I just mean, "What's up, man? friend? Yeah, friend, human person that I'm, yeah, associate that I am talking to at the time." You know, so yeah. so you know, there's, but, there's a thin line because on the one hand, someone might argue that. You're saying that only that only men matter, that men encapsulates everything. But on the other hand, you could say that 
you know, you just want it to be gender neutral as a greeting, mm-hmm. which I feel you there. I feel you on that. I mean, I've definitely said to friends, yo, what's up, ladies? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I guess that's different because normally that's me making fun of them for whatever reason. So anyway, maybe I should just Ooh. not make that point. Anyway, just ignore everything I just Brass said. Brass makes fun of them. You heard it here first. <laughs> Fresh off the presses. So, you know, shout out to the Super Agile Sisters and shout out to that truck in the background. I know y'all might be able to hear that. So shout out to his eight Emmys <laughs> and <laughs> shout out dual wheel axle. Um, but anyway, um, so let's go ahead and get jumping into to. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Okay, so our last episode, we kind of lied to you on accident, right? Like, it was 100% accident. Our whole goal was to talk about games that surprised us. Games that surprised us positively and games that surprised us negatively. But what ended up up happening is we just talked about Sea of Thieves. (laughs) That's like literally all we talked about. Um, (laughs) And sadly, that game fell on the negative side. So today, we're going to actually talk about games that surprise us. We have lists, we have ideas, we have things we want to share. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. So we're going to do the same thing. I'm going to ask guys, what what makes a game surprise you? We're going to keep it super brief just in case you watched the last episode. But for those who might be joining us for the first time, we want to make sure that you're you know up to speed. So I'll start. Uh, so basically, what makes a game surprise me? Essentially... If it, I feel like I'm gonna say something different than I did last time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Yeah. Re- How surprising! <laughs> Just don't contradict yourself. We'll that, know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm struggling with. I'm like, man, what did I say <laughs> last time? You know. Um, but essentially, for a game to surprise me, it's just it subverts my expectations as what I guess surprise would be, maybe by definition. But really, for me, it's a game. Uh, it's it's a game where I had a certain expectation about the experience, or what it may be, or even if I had like no idea what the game was, and I was like, ah, oh, let me just play it, and I had a strong experience, you know what I'm saying, negative mm. or positive, then uh, that's pretty much essentially what a, how a game can surprise me. So that's my general mm. way. I'll talk more about that as we get into things. So what about you guys? Uh, Kyle. So, so man, about Sea of Thieves, not mm, please. <laughs> so I, I I made I guess like a positive point last time of what surprised me. So I'm intentionally gonna say something different this time, and say that on the negative side, like to be I guess on the nose, I gotta take you know the words right out of my my friends EA EA Games is in the game <laughs> surprise mechanics. I <laughs> I'm not a big fan of those, especially predatory ones. And so those mm. types of surprises in games, and I'll talk about one of I guess my most recent run-ins with surprise mechanics, has to do with socks, and, and you know how terrible it was. Okay. At a, at a, at a later date, but so surprise okay. mechanics are bad. That's surprising. And so when you say that, do you mean microtransactions or like mechanics that are surprises? So, yeah, in this case, it would be microtransactions, predatory ways of monetization, things of that. Got it. Yeah. What about you, Cersei? Gambling. Gambling. Uh, Yeah, I hate gambling, too. No, um, I last time I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of 
when a game has more depth or less depth than I expect, <laughs> than I expect, what is wrong? <laughs> that's what surprises me. Um, whether that's depth of storytelling or depth of of uh, the mechanics, you know, like oh, this is a really interesting way to play. I never thought of this. Or um, I'll definitely have some examples later today. Um, or like depth of detail. You know, if a game just feels like a labor of love and you can see all the little ways that the creators attended to it mm-hmm. or it just lacks that, like it's really, uh, that can be surprising. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I like to be surprised. I think I said this in the last time, but like, I enjoy being surprised. I hate like, I, and you, so I was talking to Shailene, you know, you know, my wife and saying to her, like, we were talking about like games that we play together and stuff like that. And I was saying like, and wa- like shows that we watch. And I was just saying to her, like, literally I'll watch anything. And, and I was like, I don't mind any of the shows that she watches. Like she watches, you know, like, uh, you know, rom-coms and like, you know, different things like that. And that's not like my cup of tea per se, but I'll watch it. And unless to me, I feel like the writing's terrible and I can guess everything that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave the room and go do something else, <laughs> you know? So I feel like it's the same with games. Like, as long as they surprise me in a good way, or even in a negative way, I'm cool with that. So so actually, I want to start out with the game that um, I'm actually actively playing right now. Actually, right. right before this podcast, I was playing, and I was playing it with my wife. And it's a game that I think is the game that has maybe in the last few years surprised me pleasantly the most hmm. and let me I'm gonna, can, can i guess, yeah, I was gonna guess see, the... maybe one of you guys can guess i i know what it is so i'll let you guess. i'm gonna say minecraft okay minecraft it is not it okay what is it very close Kyle. what is it Kyle? it is stardew valley hey the valley itself okay. the star of dew yes um that game stardew valley okay for those who don't know what stardew valley is essentially it's a <laughs> harvest moon it's a farming simulator it's a farming and that's the it's thing it's not that complex it, it, it is complex that's that's why i can't even no, say the it's game sorry sorry the game is complex but the like i feel like the explanation isn't that yeah like all, on the surface it's a farming simulator but but really is if you're aware of harvest moon and different games like that then you might be somewhat familiar with it but basically it takes place in a town you're living there your grandfather gave you this cabin and this field and you can harvest you know all these different um plants and fruits and vegetables whatever they are throughout four different seasons in a year fall winter you know all that <laughs> i'm sorry the, there you go there it goes anyway um <laughs> so um and you can plant and make money but the thing that really surprised me about the game is how much more there is in it right like to me, I was like, oh, you know, I'll try to check it out. It's cheap. I've heard it's pretty good on the Switch. And dude, it got me. It's ruined me. I've, that's one of the few games that I have played multiple times. I have played it on my Switch and my PlayStation, two different games. I'm actively playing a game with my wife. Like, we're playing a session together. And you can... How's the multiplayer? It's really good. Like, the local yeah, is incredibly good. good. Because they went for the approach of doing split-screen uh, up and down instead of vertically instead of horizontally and it works so well you get your own control like you know how you play like co-op games and if you were to like pause it pauses for everybody 
and mm-hmm. or if you try to go into a certain menu, everybody's forced to stop playing. Yeah, it's almost like two separate sessions of the game. Oh, wow. at the same time, and the only time that it messes with you is when you have to like input like something with the PlayStation uh, like letters and stuff. UI, yeah, UI. Oh, okay. But that's super duper rare. So like it's it's like the best possible implementation of local co op. Um, you know, so it, it's great. I mean, you you go cave diving. You can fish. You can get married. You can have animals. You can like animal husbandry. You can make armor and upgrades and this RPG element and there's secrets and there's all these wacky it's also characters. Just very satisfying, right? Yes. To like build up your farm. Yes. That's the main. I would think the main gameplay loop is. Yeah. Yeah progression yeah and i mean honestly like i've been trying to convince my wife to play it for like ever you know but every time she sees me play it, she's like i don't know that's not my type of game i don't know i don't know and she started playing minecraft as i've mentioned before she's into minecraft and i was like i know she'll like this game (laughs) you know and over this past weekend i was like hey let's just start playing it together and she's so funny because i was telling her sometimes i don't know if she likes a game because she doesn't do like what most people who are like gamers will do like oh man i really like this mechanic or like they'll just say it she just sits there quietly and she just plays and Mm. and so i was like maybe maybe she's not into it and then i was like talking to her she's like oh i really like this game she's like matter of fact i just like fishing (laughs) you know like that's the side mechanic but she really enjoys fishing um so so anyway this game has surprised me like in a way i i I know steve has played stardew valley have you played stardew valley cow I played a little bit of Stardew. Um, we actually played together when, when we were playing Minecraft a while ago. We moved oh, on to Stardew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was on the it. PS4. That's why I got mm-hmm. it on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played it since then, though. Very good. Because I, I played a lot of Harvest Moon growing up, and it's very similar. Like To me, these games are less farming simulators. Like mm-hmm. They do great in the farming sim part. But it's just like a life simulator where you happen to be a farmer. Mm. Yeah, small town life simulator. Yeah. Like if they made one where you could choose different occupations, it wouldn't affect the core gameplay very much at all. Very true. Very true. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Now there is an idea. You have a you have a game where um, all of the mechanics... Well, not all of them, but the like major goals and quests that you have center around whatever you pick Ooh. so a farmer has to like you know get crops and stuff whereas a fisherman has to fish yeah yeah get a big but you can boat. do both but your goals are changed kind of it kind of reminds me of the idea of like what sims are except for like sims you don't actually see them do their careers you know you just put oh, them yeah. in their car and then they go do it but they have like objectives they have to accomplish and they have to grow certain stats to be more you know to perform well at their job so that'd be like it'd be like Sims mixed with Stardew would be like the perfect, the perfect like matchup of yeah of mechanics. Take note, hey. super agile nation. Hey, all my game devs out there, steal steal our game ideas. That's why you're here. <laughs> like, honestly, if you get rich, we will find you. We will find you and sue you, but we're gonna play it first, then we'll sue you. <laughs> yeah, we'll buy a copy, <laughs> then we'll sue you. So, Steve, I mean, Steve, did you like Stardew Valley? I don't know. like. It's really not my kind of game. I bought it twice. Uh, oh. I got it. Well, no, I bought it once for Keisha, once for myself on her Steam account. 
um, so that we could play. That was one of the things we did when we were dating long distance was we tried to play Stardew Valley. Um, and we played a few times, but what happened was that she really liked the game and she got elected. I, and I only played it when I was with her mm-hmm. and we didn't even play it like a lot. So she quickly got ahead of me and I just never really picked up. I never got into it. Um, and I've already mentioned on this podcast a few times, you know, she's, she has a life, she has a family and a husband now. <laughs> she, uh, goes on hot air balloon dates with him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh wow extravagant life you know it's, you know it's funny She's a doctor so. you know it's funny when you say she has a life and the, i thought you were talking about her actual life like I, I thought you were saying like oh she has a life so she can't actually play this game like she you know <laughs> but i realized I mean, that, oh. that is true but in the game she both has a life <laughs> no I, I life without me yo kyle i encourage you to to sit down with uh the wifey and just say hey let's play let's start playing a few days together you know like just because, you know, it's a daily kind of thing. And see if she gets into it, you know. You never know. Yeah. Part of me thinks she would like it because uh, she plays a lot of puzzle-type games. Where, I guess, I say puzzle, but it's more like you do you do tasks. Like, specific tasks to build up things. She really likes games like that. Like, one game that we were really into was uh, Two Point Hospital. Two Point Hospital. Is that a mobile game? Uh, It could be, but it's not. Um, so the, uh, the company I think that makes them is the two point, but they've made a couple of different uh, two point games. Like they just can't, they're coming out with another one called two point university. But anyway, the base of the game is, so you're given this area and you have to build it up from nothing by buying different, uh, like research facilities. Like, so for, for the hospital one, you have to hire doctors and nurses and Mm. patients come in and you have to build up a hospital and reach a certain level. It's essentially it's like a roller coaster tycoon, but oh. but a hospital. Really, I might yeah. have seen that game. What? what, what I, where is it on? What is it on? So we played it on PS4, but it's on really? pretty much every every platform. I gotta yeah. write this man's down. Offended that? No, yeah, I think it's this a, game exists in his turf. He didn't know. Yeah, I gotta look this up now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about to come to Switch. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the the new one at least. I don't, Two Point Hospital probably already is on Switch. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a very good little game. Uh, highly recommended. You will sink some hours into it, especially if you played, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon, any of these like facility building games. Oh man, really? I, You'll be hooked. Yeah, I, it sounds interesting. So is it a? Mm-hmm. So what is it like? Is it a single game like, or can you play together at the same time? Is it a co-op game? Um. So no, there isn't cooperative, just because you kind of like like a god hand type situation so mm, mm. so no there's no actual co-op but nothing you do is necessarily individualized i guess like you you decide where to place things so you could I mean, just you know have two mice plugged into your computer and fight for control <laughs> <laughs> the optimum way to play one person controls the left click one person controls the right click or, oh, or yes. on the switch you i guess you could use one person gets you can split you can literally just split the controller in half, right? <laughs> just the worst possible experience ever speaking <laughs> of the worst possible experience with controllers can i share a game that that disappointed me absolutely do it all right let me hit you with this um let me hit you with actually wait wait do you want to guess based on what i just said what game it is so wait, about wait, controllers wait, that wait. was pleasantly surprising yeah, something, contra- something that disappointed me about 
controllers. Oh, disappointed. Yeah, okay. so this is can a bad. You give, can you give me a console? Uh, it's on the Switch. Mm. Uh, was it Metroid Dread? One, two, Switch? Mm. No, it was neither one. One, two, Switch. I, uh, that's actually, I would say, a positive surprise. Those mini games mm. are fire, dude. I heard that they were very good. But I wasn't going to pay. I think it was like full price for that game. I wasn't going to do yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. No, not. that's... that's it's not worth sixty bucks. It should but have came with the switch, hundred percent. I am the milkman. All right, ask anybody from Louisiana, except you two, apparently, and they'll tell you that I'm the milkman. Why would um, they say this? Huh? Why would they say this? Because there's a game called Milk, in One Two Switch that I just dominated. Oh, I was like, I was like, elaborate. <laughs> No, I was 100% just going to leave that confusing statement as it is. Yeah, just let everyone listening. And I was going to search online, what is the milkman? And you never would have found the answer. No, the game in question is Let's Go Eevee. Or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that that game even existed. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. So game. Pokemon Let's Go. So that was the first. That was the first Pokemon game to come out on the Switch. And I think it was also the first Pokemon game. I don't really... There's probably lots of things I don't know about Pokemon. But (laughs) I think that was one of the first major Pokemon games to come out after Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, And they clearly were like riding the wave of of Pokemon Go when they designed and marketed this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can feel you on that. Yeah, it was integrated with Pokemon Go. It was integrated, and I'll get to the, the controls in a second. One one thing I was really so I haven't I've been out of the loop with Pokemon. I played the first couple games. I got up to Pokemon Gold. I think I played Crystal a little bit. My brother had it, so I may not have had a chance. And then I never played anything. I didn't have like anything past the Game Boy Color, so I. No, never a DS, never a 3DS. Never played any Pokemon past that point. Hmm. So this was going to be my first foray back into Pokemon. Um, and I uh, I was looking forward to reliving my Pokemon Yellow. I think it's based on Yellow because you have Pikachu or Eevee. And you can like catch all the starters. Oh, but, oh that's, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was based on Yellow. That's my favorite game. And I'm like, cool, they like added all the new types and the new mechanics to the old game. Mm-hmm. And there's there's like a new art style, it's 3D, and it's going to, well, for me it's new. Uh, it's going to be great. So the first disappointment was that, no, they didn't add all the new mechanics and types and stuff. It's basically just the first game. Got it. I think they, they might have <laughs> added a few a few Pokemon from, other, from later games. I don't remember now. But I remember immediately thinking, like, dang, I didn't get the only thing I actually cared about. Oh, I could have just played Pokemon Yellow. Uh, but what was worse was if you play... So in this game, the catching mechanic is just like in Pokemon Go. So you have to, like, manipulate a Pokeball. Either with the Joy-Cons, you fling your hand mm-hmm. in, a, in a throwing motion. Or with the touch screen, you, like, fling Flick. it off the screen. And neither one feels great. And God help you if you're in a cave and this is, and this, you're surrounded by Zubat because they did not <laughs> make that any easier at all. And the Zubats are flying around the screen. Um, oh, that's But the terrible. worst, 
the 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 bonkers decision they made that just drives me mad is that they um oh you know what no you don't use i don't know if you do use a screen actually in handheld mode i think you just push the button yeah you just aim with the gyro hmm. which is annoying by the way you aim with the gyro and then you push the button just he just throws a pokeball the touch so screen on like, the switch really doesn't get much love it really doesn't but i understand like why they didn't it's it's Honestly, I don't know what the point is of the touchscreen on the Switch because I think there's like two games that use it. It's just really inconvenient. Why would you ever put it? Anyway, (laughs) uh, so that's what they did. They added a button. But what drives me bonkers is that you cannot play with the Pro Controller. Yeah. It's either either handheld mode where you have both Joy-Con together and your your tablet. Not tablet, but handheld. Or you play with a single Joy-Con. Not both (laughs) Joy-Cons. Not the pro controller. Wait, wait, a wait, single wait. Joy-Con. Wait, so so you're saying that if it's in handheld mode, you use the touchscreen, right? No, no, no. You, I was wrong. You don't use a touchscreen. Just you Joy-Con. just, but you use both Joy-Con together. Might as well. It's in but but it's control. motion controls. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Yeah, you, you motion you, controls you mostly... in handheld mode, like to throw you, a Pokemon. You heard me. You heard no, no, no not to throw. <laughs> <laughs> not to throw it's motion controls to aim because the pokemon are like in a 3d space oh, and you're aiming so gyro. Just send, okay yes send your yes. switch across the room i was literally about to be like that's literally i can't think of a meeting where they had like well let's do it this way like everybody's fired wow okay. no, 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 no. you you should still feel that way because listen yeah. to what i'm telling you you can only play on the tv with a single joy con and you might be thinking, oh, like you would play Mario Kart or something mm-hmm. where you turn it sideways. Because that's yeah. the whole draw of the asymmetrical controllers is that you can just turn them sideways and it's the same. No, Bradston. Wait, no. You play with a single Joy-Con in one hand. One hand. Wait, wait, for movement and everything? Everything. Yes. Wait, what? One what? stick, <laughs> one thumb to rule them all. They did it for their product. They, they made a peripheral for this game. What are you talking about? Wait, 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 wait. They did. They made a Pokeball controller. Oh, the controller. Yeah, they did. So yeah, there's a there's a controller that they gave that they sold separately. Which is just a Pokeball with a thumbstick where the button would go. And you can like push the thumbstick in and that's A. And that pretty much is the whole like that's all you need for the most part. What? They, yeah, they centered they centered the controls around you holding that Pokeball. So the experience <laughs> is this: you use one thumb to navigate, um, <laughs> to push all of the face buttons, like to add, navigate menus and stuff. And it's if you're like me, you're right-handed, so you're using you know A X B Y, mm-hmm. but then you're using the right stick, which is a little lower. So you're always walking around with your thumb like bent in half. <laughs> um, and of course, when you're playing with one Joy-Con, you throw Pokeballs with that throwing motion. So, yeah. Fun. Ugh. Yeah. I I didn't even get past, I think, the third or fourth gym. Like, I wow. quit very early. <laughs> Got farther than I thought. You would have. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Try. It... it, it like the game was fine. Like, like I think it was fine. Whatever. It was just rehashing yellow. It probably wasn't worth sixty dollars. But the the decision making 
is so maddening that it has ruined the entire concept of the game for me. Like, I could not mm-hmm. see, see, this is where, like, Nintendo really... Like, I, I've always appreciated Nintendo for just being themselves, right? Like, n- like, hey, we're a game company that really wants to do cool and interesting things. Like, we wouldn't have the Switch. Yeah. We wouldn't have, you know, the Wii. We wouldn't have a, a lot of things if it wasn't for Nintendo, like, sticking to their guns, Innovating. Innovating. It's true. Being weird. It's true. Innovation. And, and, and I really appreciate that. But what I don't appreciate is that I feel like on the opposite side of that is the the stubbornness that Nintendo mm-hmm. has. Where it's like, they could easily be better. I mean, let's talk about Nintendo Switch Online. Come on, y'all. Like, It's a joke. It's it's absolutely just the bare minimum like possible with a little bit of fluff so that they can do their vision but it really feels like they just are like no this is just the way we want to do we don't care if it's a good experience we care that it's our experience you know what i'm saying you can't say we don't have it (laughs) you can't yeah kisha was just asking me like oh would you work for nintendo i don't know why she asked me that and i was like at first i was like yeah that'd be sick like i would i would love to like maybe not make a video game but like work on their system and you know, do the kind of work I'm doing now for Nintendo. But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, yeah, I would go crazy because they make so many just weird, awful weird. decisions. And I can't. Oh, and I feel like, not to be rude, but I feel like sometimes Nintendo feels like this weird cult where, like, if you're a Nintendo, you can't speak ill of Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh. like uh, you're like, yes. I love Nintendo. Switch up mine. <laughs> you know, like, like, there's a gun to your head. It's so good. Uh, the Wii the U. The red laser dot The Wii U is the next generation of console. You know, like, you, you're like... You, you, <laughs> like, you have to have oh that orthodoxy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just remembered. We never talked about the, the latest Nintendo Direct. Are we gonna uh, do that, or is that a uh, is that a big enough a big enough deal I, to warrant? R- an real talk, I didn't even watch it. I just like <laughs> like like I overheard somebody talking about what happened in Nintendo Switch Direct or whatever, and I was like, okay, I'm good. I don't care. Like, there's nothing here that's really matters. Yeah. You know, like the re- I was just thinking they had a moment where they were like, "Do you remember, you watched it, right, Kyle? I watched it. Yeah. Do you remember?" There was, a, there, excuse me, there was some situation where they just let it go on and on. It was about like the way Wii too Sports? Long. Yes, that's what it was. It was. They were showing off the new Wii Sports game, and they were like showing way too much way gameplay. Too much. <laughs> it is not exciting to watch. It's, not. it's it's Wii Sports. Like they just remade Wii Sports. Wii Sports. <laughs> and they brought in the high level Nintendo execs, and uh, they they're playing with their with their Mies. Please stop. And it's like, oh, that's distinctly, you know, whoever. And it's like, look, when I move my controller, they swing the racket. It's like, yes, we know how <laughs> tennis works. Uh, you did a great job. I'm sure it's fun, but that isn't, it's not fun to watch. No, it did not translate well through that direct at all. Like, I'm curious about was, how much they're going to sell it for. I was making the joke that like they had somehow managed to make a Wii music situation without the live show. <laughs> <laughs> they did. All the cringe was present. Every... Mm. Every ounce of cringe on my plate. Just, just so you can watch it in, on demand. On demand cringe. Yeah, I mean, rewind that cringe. N- Nintendo's definitely like your eccentric, quirky uncle. You know, like he's like <laughs> he's he's like avant garde. He owns his own 
<laughs> you name odd thing hot air balloon store <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah but like he also believes like in moment you know like it's it's it's, he, it's like you got really cool things here but yeah like and you know it was deliberate and the thing that's why i feel like it's a cult because i feel like there's somebody in nintendo i don't know if it's miyamoto or whoever who's like you're going to play this and you're going to enjoy this in front of all the investors all of our fans like i really don't want to play this miyamoto son you are going to play wii sports no. Oh, you're done. <laughs> I know your kid. Oh, you talking about little, uh, you know, Satoshi in school? Oh, they'd be so unfortunate if it's whole school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> like. That's I, horrible. I just. Yeah, I just that's why I was disappointed by Let's Go. I was, uh, I was devastated. I think those games were, because um, I I'd played the Pokemon on the ds up until that point um i hadn't i didn't play i think the last ones were what sun and moon mm-hmm. yeah i didn't no. play the ultra sun and ultra moon ah, sir. yes excuse me don't forget the superlative <laughs> so, so i super stopped. sun and super moon this oh. is the dc universe <laughs> uh so i stopped at black two uh just because Black. Or was it <laughs> sorry? <laughs> Just too black. There's too much blackness in this game. Too much, it was it got too black. Um, which was great, but then I saw Sun and Moon and it looked it looked noticeably worse. The gameplay mm. looked the same, but like they revealed the Pokemon and I was like, what are you I don't want to play that. And so I didn't. And um so yeah, the Let's Go games were the first mainstream Pokemon game for a console. Like a, like a home console, I should say. And so that's why yeah. they got so much hype. Yeah. Because there wasn't anything for the Wii. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, thankfully, nothing for the Wii U that would have been lost to time. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, but but this Let's Go Pikachu was already a game, right? Like, in the past. Like, well... Like no. there was a what was that? Pokemon hey you, Yellow. hey you, Pikachu. Oh, I'm hey sorry. you, Pikachu. Hey you, Pikachu. Where you had the little mic and you'd have to speak to Pikachu before yeah. the technology existed. This is Nintendo taking it to the next level. Before the technology existed for speech to text, <laughs> you. I, I remember somebody talking about how they're like you had to get P- P- Pikachu to eat an apple. <laughs> And you'd be like, Pikachu, eat the apple. It'd be like, Pikachu. And you'd just run over to the left. You'd be like, Pikachu, eat the apple. <laughs> like He's like, if you want to get angry, play Hey Pikachu. <laughs> Disobeying. Uh, Pikachu jumps off the ledge. <laughs> no, Pikachu, no. <laughs> Game over. Like, all you had to do, Pikachu, was eat the apple. Rolls credits. <laughs> I want to be <laughs> very busy. In memory of Pikachu. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like, hey, uh, hey, you Pikachu. Let's go, Eevee, and let's go, Pikachu, whatever. Like, those games to me really felt like disrespectful games because, like you said, it was like, oh, we were waiting for another P- Pokemon game. Pokemon Go was hot, like, you know, right previous to that. There's not too much going on, I think, at the time on the Switch. And it's just like, why? Why does this exist? Like, yeah. just make another Metroid. That's what we want. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, I blame Game Freak, partially. Because they seem to not be... 
I mean, to your point, I feel like they're part of Nintendo. Like they were absorbed by Nintendo in a way, so they can't really push mm-hmm. back in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, I would imagine. You better make that Pikachu. But it's like, take the L, I guess, so somebody <laughs> else could make the game. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Game Freak, they were, they had, uh, they were co-developing their game Little Town Hero that was yeah. just complete garbage. So it's like, thank you for ruining, wait, was that during Let's Go's development or was that during Pokemon Sword and Shield? It was Shield's during Sword and Shield and the marketing was running in parallel. Mm. And oh so people God. were ripping into their game even harder because really? Sword and Shield looked so bad. Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah people were like. Wow, you guys made this trash game and made Pokemon more trash than it would have been. <laughs> exactly. So, so this is kind of a side side tangent, and and Kyle, I want to hear one of your games that you've been thinking about. But you know, the new game Pokemon Arceus is out, and yeah, uh, it's one of those games. It's really good. I want to play. Yeah, like I keep hearing it's good, and it's like one of those games. Like I haven't played a legitimate Pokemon game if you don't include Pokemon Go in since Silver. I think I've told you guys since. A terrible incident man on the game um, boy game boy advanced and um i want to play it but i don't know like i don't know if like i hear it's so good i hear i've seen some funny glitches with snorlax but i'm like i feel like it's gonna surprise me in a good way but i don't know if i want to take the chance you know what i'm saying like that's how i feel that's exactly how i feel really yeah, <laughs> yeah. i guess i'm not because like no, no, for I so I bought Let's Go Eevee and I bought uh, Pokemon Shield physically, thinking you know if I don't like these games, at least I can sell them after. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized, so I was willing to like kind of take a risk. And what I realized is that I don't have the heart or the will to sell my games, so I still own them. I don't mm. have that money back, and I probably never will sell them. <laughs> and so I've, I've realized like I can't take that risk because I'm probably not going to sell a game even if I hate it. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I got. Um, I actually did. I picked up Ar- Arceus. Arceus. I don't know how you say it. Uh, oh, is I got. It good? I, uh, I haven't played it yet. I I grabbed it. Cause <laughs> he, just, he just has it in his wrapping. It's like sitting on his desk, and he just looks at it at, at like just stares. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. <laughs> you joking? But it is still in the plastic. Like, I haven't unwrapped it. It's sitting on the mantle in the living room. Really? Um, but I grabbed it because. Walmart was doing like this weird sale where it was forty five bucks or something. Hmm. So oh. I was like, "It's never going to be this price again." So you'd be surprised. <laughs> I would. I would be surprised. But so I nabbed it. But I have. Yeah, no, I haven't started right. playing it yet because I know it's going to be one of those engulfers. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kyle basically bought it like pandemic toilet paper. Like I need to get it because it might not be this price ever again. <laughs> like and if it's gone, <laughs> it's it's gone. That's you actually might be right because Nintendo games never, never drop on sale. Money. Never, never. Yeah, yeah. Unless you steal it. But anyway, um, yeah. discount. <laughs> so this is super random, but I was just looking at Game Freak to see what games they've made in general because I remember as a kid a game that did surprise me. But I was a little kid, so anything Pokemon was just awesome. But I bought the game Pokemon Pinball for the Game Boy, and uh, I no used hmm. I said word. Yes. And that game was <laughs> word. fire, son. It was so cool because you playing pinball, but you could evolve your Pokemon in it. You had to catch Pokemon in it. Like, it all sounds really stupid in a pinball scenario, but they somehow managed to make, like, 
encapsulate the Pokemon experience within a pinball game. It was so fun. I used to play it all the time. And you'd get really far. Like, say you had a Squirtle and you got it to, like, be a, a War Turtle and you wanted to go Blastoise. You would had to be, like, on a, a spree because if your ball fell and you lost the game, you don't start from where you, you know, ended. You have to restart all the way, right? Oh, wow. So it was super intense. But anyway, I was mm. looking at all these games. Tell me why. I was just looking at in most of Game Freak's games after uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, which kind of put them on the map, were Pokemon games. But randomly in the year of, uh, I just lost it. Um, it was on the Dreamcast. They made a game huh. called Tembo. No, it was on. It was a Sega game, and it was on PlayStation Four. Sorry, not on Dreamcast. It was called Tembo the Bad Butt Elephant, and I'm censoring myself. Excuse me, <laughs> that is so funny. Tembo the Tembo. Bad Butt Elephant. I've never heard of this before, but it, what it's, on earth? It's all Pokemon games: Pokemon Diamond, Pokemon Platinum, Pokemon this and that, Pokemon that, and then in the middle of that, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Tembo the Bad Butt elephant <laughs> like the bad booty elephant just out of nowhere you know so um these shout out to pokemon game is it must really be breaking them at game <laughs> it's like they have just lost it they're like we're gonna do it we don't even care just do it just do it please anything else <laughs> uh, well, so. we got timbo over here we'll take it timbo he, he's an elephant and he's bad <laughs> real bad and i got timbo for four hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it got solid eights, you know, sevens and eights. So it's not a terrible game. But uh, Timbo was actually good. Yeah, it looks like it was solid. Um, I got, I got to look uh-huh. into this now. So, so Kyle, do you have any games that surprised you that were like <laughs> Timbo know? review coming up? Uh, <laughs> Come <see. laughs> uh, so, what are we doing? Positively, whatever, or whatever you want to do, bro. I did negative, so you can do what you like, man. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'll, like. I'll keep the trend as negative. I don't. I know we've mentioned this game a handful of times. I believe all three of us have played it, hmm. um, but I don't know if we ever talked about it at length. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here. Okay. One man's lie. Yo, that's on my list for bad negative no surprises. <laughs> <laughs> so the the actual name of the game, No Man's Sky. Yes, yes, yes. We brought it up many, many times, yeah. and yes. so this is definitely. <clears throat> so I made a couple different categories because. I couldn't just fit mine into like positively surprised, you know, negatively surprised. This is in my list that I titled What Happened? (laughs) Because to me, man, No Man's Sky had infinite amounts of potential. And then we've talked about this before. The game just came out and it just things didn't make sense. The decisions they made didn't make sense. So what really broke me about the game was from the very beginning. I think, Brad, you had a similar experience, but so you're dropped into the game oh, yes. and you're not told anything. There's no tutorial. Maybe there is one now, but it was when the game first came out, right? So they've played the beginning of the game before, I'd imagine. This was a big game, huge marketing budget, but you drop onto a planet, random planet, and the first thing you start to do is die. Yes. There's, Gotta love it. There's things flashing on screen mm-hmm. saying, oh, this meter is low. You got to find this resource. Bam, bam, bam. And it's just the most hectic mm-hmm. for for no reason. And you maybe there's direction. I don't know. I don't remember because my heart was racing immediately, you know, because all Which the marketing was makes like. makes your oxygen drop faster. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I think that's what I was low on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was dying in real life because of the game. And I was like, this is a horrible introduction, but maybe they'll redeem themselves. And Because, you know, some games, they'll put you in tense situations, but you can't actually die, mm-hmm. you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Or yeah. eventually it'll show you how to do it. No. I was running around on this island, or this planet, sorry, trying to figure out what to do, and I died. Yeah. I died. Oh, dude, you suck. In my first five minutes of the game. I learned. So, you know, I'll give them that. From dying, I figured out what I need to do when I respawned. But, I, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should just get good. But <laughs> get good. Yes. It was a negative experience, man. No, I, I specifically remember this because, okay, this is this is how this happened, right? So it was me and Kyle. This is when we were in the Agile space. This is back in the day, the the origin story. And uh, me and Kyle were talking. We'd been, you know, the controversy of No Man's Sky. One Man's Sky. What? No Man's Sky had been. Can't even <laughs> can't remember. remember. <laughs> had, had was still embroiled. But what happened was the game was on. Se- we were just talking about it for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think we looked up where the game existed, where we could buy it um, at a GameStop. If we could get a used copy, and uh-huh. Kyle found one somewhere near his where he lived, I think, and Kyle bought a copy for me and him, and I said, "Oh, I'll just pay you back because you know whatever." So Kyle gave me his cop, gave me a copy. <laughs> He's playing, and I think we maybe started playing around the same time because we we didn't talk prior to <laughs> about our experiences with the game, but we had the, almost the same exact experience except for I didn't die. On the first one, but I did suffer an ex- like anxiety attack essentially. Like, <laughs> like what when he says you start in the game and you have no first of all, like No Man's Sky is not an easy game to understand. It is overwhelmingly like there's all these little UI things, and then the menu is all over the place, and like you got to combine things to do a thing. Like it is not a game. So it's like Chimera Land. I would say. It wishes it was like I think, Chimera. Land. <laughs> I think Chimera Land, Chimera Land is is has horrible UI, but <laughs> it after a few minutes of using it, you're like, okay, I understand why it's so garbage because it, it can't yeah, be not garbage. But it felt like No Man's Sky could have done it better, and they just were like, eh, we want to lie more instead of develop more, you know? So. You're just dying. I survived. But like literally, and the, and the weirdest thing about that experience is that the game is not that intense after that moment, like ever again. Mm-mm. Like the no. game is super chill and relaxing. Super chill. And almost like when I call it one man sleeping pill, because I fallen, I fell asleep playing the game. Like it just seems like completely contrasting what the game actually is. And it was so terrible. I wouldn't be surprised if like, there's a good portion of people who never got past that tutorial and like just quit because it's so intense and out of nowhere, you know? It's like one of those games where you, you get an achievement a couple like a half hour in on PlayStation and it's like five <laughs> percent of the people have, have achieved <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, like, yeah. <laughs> really? So, it it really feels like that. You know? So speaking of intensity, you just made me remember why I died. So I didn't die because of the ailment. I died because I aggroed a robot. Uh, oh, was yeah, those, you told me about this. Yes. Those flying, um, like, sentry robots mm-hmm, that I didn't mm-hmm. know weren't friendly. Mm-hmm. And so I walked near it because, you know, this is my first encounter with the game. And it started laser beaming me. 
Mm-hmm. And all I oh, had wow. was my my harvesting tool. <laughs> so I was melee attacks. Just no, there's nothing. But lasers, just laser. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I was shooting it back with my laser, but I don't, I don't remember. I don't think it was doing any damage because it was my, <laughs> it was, was my harvesting thing. tool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not even armed. <laughs> yeah, and so everything about the situation was terrible. Yeah, there's no redeeming. And I feel like they did try to tutorialize you dying. Like they say, oh, you need oxygen, so you need to go in the cave, or you need mm-hmm. nitrogen because of this. But the fact that there's like, like if you're gonna drop me on the first planet. You know what? I understand it's like a completely uh, what's it, what's it called? A generated? What do you call it? Uh, procedural, procedural, procedural game. generated. But you know what? Like yeah. you can design a way to give me armor in a way that I can't die, or not have sentry bots like aggro me in the until I at least finish the tutorial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it it just felt it felt almost like it was the beginning of another game. That they were making, and then mm. they forgot to remove it. Like it was like, oh snap, we forgot to take this out. Well, that's what it is, y'all. <laughs> like it is what it is. <laughs> it's especially bad because Kyle and I have played Astroneer, which does none oh, of those man. mistakes. It has a ton of UI. Arguably, I would say, what do you what do you think, Kyle? I think Astroneer is they kind of went with a skeuomorphic idea for that for the UI, which is really cool. Yeah, it's um, like it's a lot of it's in world, and then to me, it's very yeah. clean. Like when you when you look at your inventory, it literally pulls the backpack off your back and shows the slots. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But the resource but management like, is pretty much the same. It's the same, but here's the difference, right? You start with a with a hab, so uh-huh. you have free oxygen and free power. Where you're not gonna just die instantly. Oh, so they basically yeah. they is, basically say, "Hey, we're gonna put you on uh, training wheels, so you can like you enjoy get a base. the game." No, no, no. Well, well, I guess you could call it training wheels, but really, the it's just built differently. You have a base. <laughs> it's built different. <laughs> it's because I feel like in, in in No Man's Sky you don't have a base, right? You're just flying around doing stuff. In this game, you can build bases. Yeah, they yeah. added base building in one of the updates. No, no. You, That's true, they did. No, you have bases in no, no Man's Sky. That's actually, like, the first thing you have to do, remember? You have to build that little outpost base so you can build okay. all the weird stuff so you can fix your ship so you can leave the stupid planet. So it's not built differently. They literally just did better by I... giving you that to start with and saying, here, you won't die in the first five minutes. So I only remember, I remember having this ship in No Man's Sky and mm-hmm. having to... But I don't remember an actual base. I remember I built like a little machine mm-hmm. that could change materials. But in Astroneer, you have like a it's not a spaceship, but it's like it's like an actual like space base that you go inside of to regain oxygen. Yeah, you don't remember it wasn't like a physical... You don't go inside the base, you just get close to it. Yeah, in, in No Man's Sky, one of your first things you have to do before you can like do anything is like you have to build like a little house thing. So you can connect your little generator. It's really bad. Like I'm not trying I don't to remember it. I'm not yeah. trying to say that they did a good job. Matter of fact, I thought it was so horrible that I was like, <laughs> I never want to deal with this building type mechanic again because it's so wonky and the rules are super esoteric. Like, ugh. <laughs> I just get angry thinking. Moral, about it. Maybe that's why I forgot about it. I pushed it out of my mind. The moral of the story, gentlemen. Play Astroneer. It's basically <laughs> the love child of Minecraft and No Man's Sky. It's the best of both good. worlds. That's what's up. 
That's what's up. You know, it's not a perfect game, but it's better than No Man's Sky. You know, speaking of No Man's Sky or One Man's Sleeping Pill, I want to talk about a game that I'm pretty sure none of you guys have ever heard of. And if you have, props to you. Because you're you're deep within the game world, uh, it's a game called To the Moon, and it's mm. it was an indie darling around the same time as uh, Super Giants, um, uh, Transistor, no, Bastion, Way Pyre. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Sword and Sorcery, brother. Uh, Sword oh, of, Super Brothers. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery around that same time. So, like, yeah. Also, um, what the game you just said about. Uh, that I can't remember, Super Giants Bastion was really popular. But it was a little bit before this as well. But it was like the beginning of the indie era on Steam. And I was kind of like looking into indie games because I was like, yo, like this is this is so cool. Like games that are actually doing something different. Um, they're on Steam. Some of them are only a dollar, some of them are three dollars, some you can get for free. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I played a lot of different games and one of them was To the Moon, and another game, Resonance, which I want to talk about as a positive experience if we have the time eventually. But To the Moon was the one that's literally... So, okay. One big thing was I was researching games to play, and everywhere I went, To the, to the Moon was talked about. Man, this game is a tour de force. It does things different. I've never played a game like this. And it, 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 you know, like all these little accolades. Bro, huh. To the Moon was so boring like <laughs> so boring dog no, like got him <laughs> like yo yo kyle i don't know if you remember this when we did our we had a show called scratch the itch remember uh-huh. that random indie game where it was like we were in the town and it was like this terracotta terracotta right it, uh-huh. it was in the ilk of entertainment value as terracotta we're like oh no so so for people who don't know what terracotta is you can find our youtube channel called scratch the itch and you can find us through the playthrough play of a game called terracotta and you'll understand what we're talking about but essentially it's like a long form narrative but not well done okay oh. and no, no, nothing against terracotta because it was like a personal experience and i get it i actually think terracotta is better than to the moon but like to the moon was like you're like playing this game where like you're a, you're trying to like play a love story and it's just like Mm. a badly written love story and all the characters are stupid you walk slow you and it's like i just wanted to finish it dog like like (laughs) have you ever just been so like determined i'm gonna finish this game because i got this Mm -hmm. far dog i couldn't do it i couldn't do it it got so bad and the cutscenes were unskippable and the text was long and it was so boring so boring and everyone's talking about oh it's the greatest game 9.5 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 and i'm like all these people i they probably don't have jobs anymore because this game was (laughs) so garbage to me they lied and and, and maybe it was meaningful to people who don't have any meaning in their lives but this game was just terrible bro man (laughs) savage dude I'm sorry. <laughs> Your life is meaningless. That's why you like this I'm game. Sorry. It, it it disappointed me so much. It was a negative surprise to the. That's rough to the highest degree. Look it up. You'll probably see all kind of positive reviews. It was garbage. It was just, to the moon. Yeah, and there's no gameplay. It's just you walk around and talk to people, and don't necessarily know what you're not supposed to do and what you're supposed to. Do. It's just your your emotions are the gameplay. I think so. I honestly think so. The game oh, the game like plays you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right i got one i got one that's good um 
Pokemon? No. I will say that uh, I have it on my list. I don't want to get into it, but I actually I actually was pleasantly surprised by Pokemon Go. Yes. I was thinking about bringing think, it up, yeah. but I was like, ah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything because we, you know. Uh, but then they ruined it. Niantic ruined it by blocking rooted Android phones. I'm like, well, I'm not going to bother anymore. Uh, People were so going crazy oh. with the, the spoofing. Yeah, don't don't get me started. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. My positive surprise game is Dishonored. Hey. Oh, okay. I played this game just. I was watching some friends play. I think I don't really actually know now that I think about it. I don't remember why I played it. I played on my friend's PlayStation. I didn't even own it. Um, it was one of my roommates. But that game sucked me in. <laughs> uh, I think it was. It was a combination of like the action that was just fun, like all the cool powers and the cool lore and the detailed world that they had built up just like drew me in like a good book, man. And I think that was one of my first games where like it's an action game that encourages you to play to freely strategize. And so each level is kind of like a sandbox. It's like a hitman type game, I guess you could say, where your goal is to assess or to deal with. Uh, a character an enemy and you choose mm-hmm. and in hitman is usually about killing them i think but in this game you choose like all right do i want to like just basically brute force my way through the guards and just get up to this person and kill him or do i want to like sneak in the window and you know and you have all these crazy weird powers my the blink ability is one of my favorite video game abilities now it's very cool it's so cool i i I played it so much and I got so invested. Describe it that for, like I, for people who don't know what it is. Sure, sure. All right. Well, I'll describe the blink ability. Uh, the blink ability basically you hold. It's a 3D game, so you're walking around first person, and you hold the button and it creates this little like cursor in front of you. And when you let go of the button, you just zoom to the, where the cursor is. So you essentially teleport. Um, and you can also use it a little bit to get some height. And it's a it's one of your magical abilities. And your magic abilities use, you know, some mana, basically, mm-hmm. a resource you have to manage. But Blink is one of the only abilities you have where um, after you use it, you have like a split second where it uses your ability, your mana and then it recharges. So if you if you use it over and over, you'll run out of mana. Mm-hmm. But if you use it like once every second or two, like you'll... You won't where there's no hit. So it's it encourages you to blink a lot. Mm. Um, and it's the best movement option. I found myself like in real life walking around thinking like, oh, I could get over this fence if I blink over it. And then I was like, oh, I can't because I'm human. I'm human. <laughs> yeah, I'm real. But I loved that game. Uh, it was so cool. I beat the game and I played pretty violently. And then I realized that it, that there's like potentially changes how the game works if you don't play violently, if you if you use more stealth and I won't say diplomacy because that's not really what it is, but if you use alternate methods to, to get around and deal with your enemies, uh, the game changes. So I basically beat the game, watched the credits and then started a new game, like without getting up <laughs> and started playing again. It was great. Had him hooked. Yeah. I was hooked. I, it's one of the first games that I heard people use the term uh, pacifist runs. Where essentially mm, yeah. you could play the game. Yeah. Like, from what I know, I think it is possible to beat the whole game without killing anybody. And 
there's like people who like mastered it right like oh i'm gonna do yeah. the perfect yeah. pacifist run i think there's speedrunners who do it stuff like that but like to me that game i've never played it but you know what's interesting let me ask you this steve i know like one of your favorite games is prey but anytime i think about prey i kind of think about dishonored in the same like world yeah. like they're in the same i don't want to say genre but they have the same kind of vibe kind of sort of you know i would say they are the same genre okay Huh. Um, sci-fi fantasy. I would say Dishonored is way more into the fantasy, and Prey is more into the sci-fi. Mm. They're both made by Arcane. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, they both have they both have that DNA. Uh, speaking of pacifist run, my second run was a pacifist run. Um, I could not figure out how to avoid killing. I think like two people in the very beginning of the game when you don't have a lot of your abilities and you're basically just trying to escape like a jail. But I think those are the only people I killed the entire game. So I was really proud. Um, one of my, fa- my my favorite, finest gaming moments, uh, it's a level where you basically infiltrate a fancy mask party. And you're supposed to, you know, talk to people and, and kind of eavesdrop. And you're, there's three sisters. And the game actually, I think, will randomly pick one of the three that you're supposed to be taking out. So part of the level is figuring out which sister you're supposed to be targeting. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one wears a blue dress, one wears a red dress, one wears a white. And, you, and you, you learn their names and you figure out which of them is the one who's integral to the plot. Uh, and you take her out, right? Mm. So I was playing pacifist and I'm like, well, I can't be killing her. <laughs> I, I realized that you could like, you can in the game you can possess people mm-hmm. and you can walk them around and then you you jump out of them. Uh, and for a moment they're stunned, and then you can knock them out. Oh, so you can't and incapacitate? You, okay, I didn't know. If you yeah, you can. You can. You can incapacitate when you sneak up on someone. You can kill them or knock them out. Uh, you also get, I think, sleep darts that I used instead of like arrows and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I figured out what sister I needed to do. I dealt with her in a non-lethal way. Mm-hmm. But then I was playing, and I'm like, you know. No one at this party knows who I am, and I've already been sneaking around and hiding bodies like in the basement. Mm. So basically, I cleared out the entire level one by one. Every guest in the house, I brought to that basement. They started, <laughs> they started uh, unloading from the game because there was too many in the room. <laughs> uh, but I, I eventually cleared the That's entire hilarious. level. There was no one around. Wow! And I was, it took me like two hours or something. I was so proud of just, myself just because. for this stupid achievement. I don't know if you guys. I've have seen people do that in Hitman. <laughs> yeah. yeah like i don't know if you guys ever played metal gear solid 5 i think but you can do the same thing like where you can go into a certain town with a lot of enemies and it's kind of designed for you to maybe on the outskirts like do some uh you know stealth stuff but once you get inside it's like really really hard and i just remember there's this one base that i just spent oh, like spider-man huh spider-man does that sorry continue. yeah I, I spent like solidly two hours maybe more just putting everybody to sleep and hiding them and staying in stealth mode <laughs> because you had to like perfectly do it. And then people don't stay to sleep mm-hmm. forever. So you kind of have to like put them to sleep, move them a certain distance, then put somebody else to sleep before that person wakes up. <laughs> but so I know what you mean. It's just fun to do that. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dishonored is great. Yeah. I need to play Dishonored. Seems like so I have a game um, kind of in the same vein I guess it's Bradson. I don't know if either of you guys have ever played this game. It's kind of old. It was on the GameCube. Um, and I was introduced to it by 
my brother, not by blood, but my brother Jordan, he uh, showed me this game called Gotcha Force. Oh, okay. I know about oh, Gotcha Force. I've never knows. played it. Matter of yeah. fact, I feel like yeah. that game is super rare. And you can get like $100,000 for a copy. Something stupid. It's a GameCube game, right? Uh-huh. So Yeah, it's one of it's one of the most expensive GameCube games now. Yeah, it's like 270 bucks. Um so anyway, uh when we when he introduced it to me, he already had a copy. And we played it at his house and he, he booted it up and then the menu screen was like all these different colors, this terrible voice acting. <laughs> the art looked fine, but I was like, "Oh, this is going to be horrible." And so then this then this character jumps on screen and he's like this Super polygonal, but kind of kind of nice looking at the same time. Hmm. Action figure man, and he's like, "Let's go fight or something." And he's just shooting at stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, this this might be okay." When I tell you that there has yet to be a game that has hooked me as hard as Gotcha Force has, hmm. bro, like it's super simple, but I don't know it it kind of it kind of checks all the boxes for me. Like the combat for what it is, super solid, relatively deep. Um, and so the premise is these Borgs, I think they're called gotcha Borgs are kind of disguised as action figures. Mm -hmm. And so these kids, you know, collect them and then battle them because if the, uh, what are they called? The enemy Borgs, the evil Borgs, I don't know if they take over, then the world is doomed type of thing. You know, your whole run of the mill evil version of stuff. Yeah. Conflict paper thin. But man, yeah. when I tell you, what I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised by that game. And uh, so the funny thing is that when he had a copy, I was able to actually go find a copy at GameStop like the same day, and I grabbed it for maybe fifteen bucks. And I've gone through three copies of the game. What? Yes, the very first one I bought was uh, I brought it over to his house because he lost his, and I left it there. Then he lost mine. Nice. I, <laughs> a couple, should, so, should have seen that coming. <laughs> so the next time I bought another copy, and I kept this one with me, kept it on me at all times. But I was like, I was the guy who had a game console in high school, like, mm-hmm. and so I had you know Smash Bros. Melee, I had Gotcha Force in there, I had a Mario Kart uh, Double Dash in my bag, you know, and so I'd bring it over to a friend's house. One day I had all these discs in my little disc pack, and I left the disc pack. In my friend's horribly messy bedroom. Forgot about it for like three days. Asked him about it. He was like, nah, I never saw it before. I haven't seen it in there. Huh. And never got it back. Lost all my games that day. Yo. That's, yeah. That, that hurts. I'm still that salty. That man stole your games. That man stole your games. <laughs> and it was, it was like all the high dollar ones too. Like I don't think God's Force was up to as much as it, it's worth now back then. But I mean, I, had, I, had a, I, had a, I was proud of my collection. And so anyway, so the third one I got, I actually bought it probably within the last six years. But uh, I was keeping an eye on them because, yeah, it's been like well over $100 on eBay and stuff. And somebody made the mistake. They dropped it down to, I think it was like 70 bucks. And so I grabbed, an- I grabbed another copy. Thank you, mind so now, fool. Wow. <laughs> still got one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell nobody. You may never. They might. He just told everybody. <laughs> I mean, no, I bought another copy of No Man's Sky. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, that's totally different. Yeah, no one's going to get that from me. <laughs> Nobody wants it. You know, it, I I feel like I'm misremembering the name of this game. But Marcus, the boy himself, 
the brother himself. He knows the name, so he'll correct me in the future if I'm wrong. Write in the comments, Mark. <laughs> because he knows, and he was there when this happened. But in college, a game you're talking about that hooked you in a way that was just in another level. When I was mm-hmm. in college, this was uh, circa 2006. You can figure out how old I was. Uh, I was a freshman. And I had a roommate. Um, shout out to Christian. Super legitimate. Super fun. One of my pro- great roommate. Great roommate. Anyway, um, Christian had some friends in our dorm. And one lived across the hall and down the hall. One down the hall. And they introduced me to a game that was called Free Space. I think that's what it was called. I'm pretty sure it was called Free Space. And Bro, that's solitaire. <laughs> and, you played solitaire. <laughs> and, and essentially what Free Space was, was a on a multiplayer online <laughs> space flight simulator game with okay. a kind of a realistic kind of economy where you actually had to do like jobs and like missions to get money for you to upgrade your ship so you can get a better ship so you can get a better ship and and all these different things and literally free space took my whole life like i was like seeing them playing this stupid little game it looked really old and janky it was like whatever and they were like oh try it out son free space took my life over like essentially the whole pool of free space was that you start with a little janky ship and you do these little missions like uh cargo missions and little space fights and these little small bounty missions and then you get a better ship and that better ship Mm. is just better enough a little bit better than your other ship to be like noticeable but not that great it's a little bit faster a little bit stronger a little bit shoots rockets now and it was all about upgrading your ship and eventually got him like you started with like a ship that like only one person could fly and then eventually you get to these ships that were literally like these cruisers that were so what? huge. Like, what? Like you would go into these fights, right? And you'd see a cruiser that's like, I'm trying to describe. It's like comparing like your Honda Civic to the, like literally the space shuttle. Like I'm driving a Honda Civic. talk trash about my Honda Civic. And <laughs> no, like maybe the International Space Station size. Like that's what, like. Like, it was so big. Like, you'd be in a fight, like, having these dog fights, and then a a cruiser would come in. And you'd see it, like, moving. Like, you know when something's so big, it looks like it's moving slow? Yeah. <laughs> and it comes in, and it's shooting missiles and laser beams from every side of it. Like, and it's killing everybody. Like, it would, <laughs> you would sit there and be like, oh, my goodness, I need that. Like, and, but the, here's the And a person was driving? A person was flying around with it. And it was like, like, or if you were on the same server and you, you know what I'm saying? And one of, one of my, one of my roommate's friends had like a, like, oh, oh. And there was this whole thing where there's like the police, the space police. (laughs) The space police. (laughs) And they had a, uh, a hub and basically like Grand Theft Auto, you get stars and they'll chase you and stuff. So like Mm -hmm. every once in a while you had to go over to the space police area, but your instant death if you shot one of the oh and also like this game kind of had like kind of a permadeath system where like if your ship got blown up it was like gone gone um oh so like you were very very like like you don't fight everybody you might somebody might even like like sometimes you might get robbed like you'll be flying and people will rob you and you're just like here take my money because you might not be able to kill them (laughs) you know so anyway at the space station and my roommate's friend says hey meet me there 
I'm going to destroy the space, the police station. We're like, you're crazy. That is impossible. This man shows up with the death star, son, and is killing everybody, like blowing up every, (laughs) destroys the station. We're like, oh my goodness. There's levels to this, son. (laughs) Wow. It it really, I'm pretty sure it's called Free Space. It ruined my life. It was, I had to stop playing. still around? Uh, maybe. I mean, it was, this game was so old. I don't even know. I look it up, but I just remember, like, I had to stop playing it because it was a legitimate problem. Like, genuinely a problem. Like, wow level becoming a problem. You know? Not going to class, staying up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Like, that kind of stuff. So, I forgot about free space, but you reminded me of it as you are talking. Free space took your free space. (laughs) It really did. It was free time. It was it was the only space I knew. Free space time. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, yeah. you ever think mm-hmm. about how people were are talking about the the early morning hours and they say five a.m. in the morning? Mm. <laughs> you ever think about how redundant that? Five a.m. at night. You know, they just say five a.m. I guess it's, it's five a.m. It's it's specific enough. I mean, I hate the morning, so I'm specific about how terrible it is. <laughs> you could say five in the morning. If five, that's but but what? Okay, let me ask you. In this. the morning, what at first light? What is morning? Is morning just a state of time, or does that mean when the sun rises? If it's five in the morning, that's Eat. or five at night, like you know. Five at night. What is five at night? I I would be questionable about five at night, but five in the morning is really obviously like oh it's five, it's 5 a.m. when it's dark. Five in the evening, you know, it's Anything? five p.m. Right, that makes sense. In evening, yeah. So five in the morning makes sense, like or five in the afternoon. Yeah, like in the afternoon, sure. that is yeah. redundant. But yeah, five at night might be the only time that you might have to question somebody. Like, do you mean a.m. Yeah. or p.m.? <laughs> five a.m. p.m. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long I went in my life saying 5 a.m. in the morning until somebody pointed it out to me like five years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago. Got him. And now I just can't stop hearing it. Did they I'm go to Georgia it. Tech? No, <laughs> he did not go to I, Georgia I, Tech. I, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. The person who I'm thinking it might have been did not go to Georgia Tech, but now I'm wondering, was it him or was it somebody? Well, here's the thing. At Georgia Tech, for those who don't know, like people love to correct you when you say something wrong. Like, mm. like they just—it's just people get joy out of it, you know. Yeah, so, that's how that's that's my my role in this podcast. Mm. Is the he gets joy out of correcting us for things that we don't care <laughs> yeah. about. Like, I'm, but you know, sometimes I correct you when you don't know the name of something. Mm. I just I just have it. I just know that I got that. Don't correct me till five a.m. in the morning. So I don't even. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> five a.m. in the five a.m. at night. Five a.m. Oh my. <laughs> that, were, that makes me think of, like, that has a similar tone. Like, I hear people saying, so we're going to have an event on today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you could just say today. <laughs> like, if, it, if it was tomorrow, maybe you could say on tomorrow. But not on today. Not on today. Yo, 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 this is super random. But do y'all remember, uh, I don't, I can't remember what they were called. Uh, it was like these guys who did spoofs on, like, X-Men. And that's where the Juggernaut came from do y'all know what i'm talking about oh um i know i know the video you're yeah, talking like, about but it was I a whole series well i just remember there's this one video way back in the day where somebody's like i'm 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 on the world or something like he was like got big he's like i'm on the world and we just used to think that was so funny like no he's not in the world he's so big he <laughs> on the world like, uh, I can't remember what it was from, but I remember us dying about that. 
He is planted upon the world. <laughs> on the world. On the world. Not in the world, on the world. Uh, <laughs> Steve, do you have a, another game <laughs> that you're thinking of that surprised you? Sure. Uh, what game are you thankful for, Steve? What are, what are you thinking? <laughs> should, I do, should I do another positive one or Whatever another negative feel, one? Brother? What do you feel, brother? Mediocre. <laughs> Mediocre? Um, all right. I'll quickly mention a negative one and then talk about a positive one. Borderlands Three was a disappointment. Uh, that's, that's on my list. It's <laughs> on my what happened yeah. list. Yeah, that's a, I won't. I won't get into. It. I mean, we've discussed at, at length, at length at why length. it was bad. Yes, yes. So just watch that episode if you want to know. <laughs> um, but cha cha cha, Borderlands Two hey. was a positive mm. surprise for me because I mean it just looked like kind of a cheesy action shooter with with obnoxious characters. Which, to be fair. They are not. They were right on the line. They, are. they were right on the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, when I was playing with, I think playing with someone instead of trying to play by myself or God, just watching. It's uh, a great multiplayer. Really game. made it. Playing with Brad and then with Kyle together, the three of us, was like so much fun. I feel like that, I mean, I want to say that that game, playing that game with you guys was the genesis of this. I know you guys are doing a bunch of stuff already, mm-hmm. like Scratch the Itch and Amber and other things, but I feel like that's what made me, that and Knack, those are the two experiences <laughs> Knack. Knack. that made me a super agile Knack bonded us for life. DRG <laughs> was in there too. I'm, no, because DRG, I feel like by DRG, we'd DRG already been established. established. The Slack channel oh, is hardcore, I see. yeah. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. But yeah, Borderlands 2, that was a game that just had a lot of it, had, it was so, uh, it was goofy, it was fun, the the missions were pretty much all the same, you know, the world, it's just whatever, it's really a lot of the fun comes into the loot, and just optimizing the loot, finding the, the weird effects, and building up your character's abilities to like draw out your playstyle and just have a bonkers build, that's always really satisfying for me. Yeah, the, so, uh, the way they handled, yeah. I guess you can call them skill trees, was pretty... It was a whole lot deeper than I expected a game like that to be. Yeah. 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 It was intricate. Yeah. Like, you could easily mess up your build or be broken, like depending on how how careful you were. And, and you know what I, I really love about Borderlands 2 and, and... You know, for me, I guess it wasn't a surprise because Borderlands 1 was my surprise, so I knew Borderlands 2 should be great. But, like... Mm, um, fair enough. What I like about the Borderlands game, excluding Borderlands 3, is that for some reason, they did such a good job of making everybody feel useful. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever, like, played an experience where you don't really know if you're having an impact on, like, what's happening? Like, oh, like, am I killing people? Is my, am I doing damage? Is, does it matter really? I really feel like when I was playing with you guys, I could feel like if I don't kill this guy, if I don't do this, if I don't back them up, we might not win, you know? Mm-hmm. And it always felt like just just enough challenge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, of course, you get murdered if you go against super high-level people. But I don't know. I really like a game where I feel like I'm having impact and to do it with other people. And it feels like that all the time. And there's so many cool weapons and so many cool experiences. And it just felt like, I don't know. It was so fun. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, Steve. I do feel like that was one of the major steps in like us playing games together. You know, 
because yeah. I think me and Kyle had played a few games together before that. We had played like Fortnite, like and like some other stuff. But Apex, they, Minecraft. Yeah. But that was after. That was after. The only game we'd really have played before was maybe oh, Minecraft. Before. Maybe Minecraft. I'm getting my timeline. Was maybe Minecraft stuff. for a little bit. And uh and of course <laughs> Fort Fortnite. Fortnite. And Fortnite. Then, and then I think like uh yeah, Borderlands really solidified it, yeah. when was Monster Hunter? Same time. After that was that after was after. That was after and during Borderlands yeah. too. During. Okay. Yeah. Because that was because Steve went. Did you are you didn't have a PlayStation Four until a little bit later, right? Like you didn't get one. No, I owned a PlayStation Four when I lived with you, but I didn't use it because we yeah, had yourself. Because we were playing Borderlands Two, and then finally we were like, "Oh, let's get uh, Monster Hunter." No, no, no. I did use it, but I I had it in other the other room. room. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't own Borderlands Two, so I just played on your on your PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Warlands too. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because I don't, I don't even want to talk about it because I still feel like there's still more to know. But um, a game that's concurrently surprising me right now, and I have to bring it up is Chimera Land. Chimera Land. Um, Chimera Land. You know, um, and we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned it briefly on the last episode, and Steve has dabbled in it, so. You know, he's he kind of maybe sees what me and Kyle see in it now. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, it's such a surprising... First of all, okay, for those who don't know... Okay, let me let me give you the background on how Kamir Land even entered our lives. So... Um, so random. Super random. So, you know, we have a YouTube channel for this, this, uh, this show, this podcast. And I generally am the person who's, like, uploading the videos and making sure everything's good... And and so I have to switch to the our YouTube account from time to time. Now, none of us use the YouTube account for anything other than uploading the videos and like checking out stuff or whatever. So we don't watch any videos. So one thing I've noticed about that channel is it'll just suggest the most random videos. <laughs> like it's oh, pure. Yeah. I never thought of <laughs> yeah, that. It's, it's it's like one of the weirdest things. And and I try not to click on too many videos because I'm afraid that it'll start getting an algorithm. But like every once in a while I'll be like, ah, oh, that's random. And I saw a a review for like Chimera Land, the weirdest game I've ever played. And I was like, this is such a clickbaity title. But you know what? I'm here now. <laughs> you know? And I was just blown away by what in the world I was watching. Like I was like, is this game made in, was this made in 1998? Like, like, and the dude's describing it and it's all these mechanics and he's talking about hatching eggs and animals eating other animals and getting parts and then flying. And I was like, what in the world? So I shared it with the guys in, you know, the brothers in our discord and Kyle, who's always down to play anything random, I was like, yo, Kyle, you want to play? He's like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and we jump in there, and on the first time we play it, I stream it. And all of a sudden, people are... I, first of all, I do not have a, a, a Twitch that anybody should be following. But all of a sudden, people right. jump into my Twitch talking to me. Yeah, like 10 people. Like 10 people. Like, hey, you play this? Hey, you should do this. And telling us all the secrets... But but the thing about Khmer Land is that it is literally every game, <laughs> every game, every. Me- it really feels it feels like a Chimera. Yes, 
yeah. Chimera game. It should it should be called Chimera game. <laughs> it really it really <laughs> should be because it has like every element, you know, RPG, building, uh crafting, crafting pets, fighting, uh swimming, fishing. <laughs> It's also very Chinese. <laughs> um, it has some weird story, ex- exploration. Um, I think I said this in the last video, but I'm waiting for us to run into a card game. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> There's got to be... So there when, is... Yeah, like one of the main ways you interact with like the side content is through... There's an arcade machine yes. in the game. So there's got to be a mini game somewhere. There has to be. <laughs> And, and the weird thing is, like, it takes place in, I would say, like, the same kind of setting as Monster Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it seems like it. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, in that. the past, but, like, an alternate future kind of thing. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Because uh, they have technology. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like, magic kind of, sort of. Yeah. Oh! Well, there's not really... No, no. Right. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say it, it really doesn't matter. Go on. <laughs> he just gave oh, up the, the like, suspense. He's like, it, it doesn't even matter. I would love to hear what you're <laughs> gonna say, Steve. Now you got me sitting on the edge of my seat. I need to know. Yes. <laughs> Everything is fine with Chimera Land. <laughs> All points are I was, relevant. <laughs> I was only going to say that the setting, like the world, seems similar to Monster Hunter. But when you said they have technology, I'm like, who? Like, there's not really anyone there. Yeah. All I've seen are other players. So, houses. so that's the weird. Oh. You, you haven't even seen that part of the game yet. <laughs> like, there, yeah. there's a whole other set of games where you can take bounties. Forgot about that. There's bounties. There's a oh a random disco ball with a weird dance dance revolution type of mechanic. Oh yeah, there it is. There. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's so so oh, and there's farming. So. But it's like real time farming, like it takes yeah, you hours. Yeah, those crops. Yeah, so there's like over the weekend, I had planted some trees, and I had to go back in the game like every few hours to refertilize my. You gotta water them and water yeah. them and make sure they're good because I'm not down for that. I'm so no, not it's down it's for fine. That. You don't have you, to. Like it's, <laughs> it's optional. It's literally optional. There's no. You yeah. don't have you don't have to associate it with it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like technically, you don't even necessarily need to have a pet per se, right? Like you or could a base or a base. Like you could just have a square with a little spirit orb. <laughs> well, I guess you need a so, base because you have to get the points so you can get better weapons. But they're always like it's linear. It's more or less linear when it comes to that stuff. Is linked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's so much that you can and cannot do. Like Kyle has really gotten into. Uh, I, I, it's like trying to hard to describe a game that has no like description. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not even sure what my goal is in the game. It's a force of nature. <laughs> it's a force of nature. <laughs> but I don't know. What, I said a lot, Kyle. What were you saying <laughs> about? Kind of I don't even know what I was saying. But it, it, like we, I know we talked about like in game design, the inch wide, mile deep. Or mm-hmm. vice versa. And like Chimera Land is just like blowing everything out of the water as far as the dimensions. Because when you. <laughs> it's a mile wide and a mile deep. Yeah, deep. really. Like when you think you have a grasp of any part of the game, it just does something completely wild. Mm-hmm. Like, so the parts you did go through, Steve, that character creator, like you have this radial like, type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's like in real time adjusting different blend shapes and stuff. You can be a different age. It has no bearing on the game, but the fact that they went so deep into <laughs> it and you're like different types of creatures. And then when you're born into the game. And it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Like just messing with your watching your, your character go from a jellyfish woman to a little ox. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like what the like, heck? seamlessly. Seamless transition. Yeah. It, and the baby characters are so like adorable <laughs> they are you can you can be a dog man but you can also be a dog baby and it's like oh my a god puppy, I'm a puppy yeah i'm a puppy i want to pet me right like you're not just a small dogman yes yes and, and i feel like it's one of those games where like every once like i'll play you know and then i'll just like it's like every and, and i know it's gonna end eventually but it feels like every time i play there's a little bit more of discovery you know, mm-hmm. there's something that I just did. Oh, what is this guy talking about? Wait, what? I can do this? Wait, that's a thing? Wait, oh, I need this? You know, like, it's just over and over, like, just all these systems. And the craziest part to me, and the part that I think blows my mind the most, is that it's super not glitchy. Like, for, for, <laughs> right, for right. a game with so many yeah. mechanics, so many things going on, I am so surprised that it's not just a glitchy mess, you know? That's be. a good point. Yeah. It, it's, it, it did seem very robust. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time the game has had any issues for me is when I change hardware stuff on my computer. Like, if I unplug, like, a USB port, it'll crash. <laughs> oh. So I can't mess with it. But in the game, I've never really had any issues. But I'm telling you, everything about that game looks like you should be getting clipping into walls and not be able to move. <laughs> you should lose your inventory. Mm-hmm. It's... It should be erasing your hard drive because it's a virus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, and they and they have a lot of like things that are very considerate. Like they've like they've listened to player feedback because uh like for example, they have these um like these chests, right? Where you can play stuff in them. And you know, like when you play another game and you break a chest, like you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen. Either it won't allow you to break a chest. Either all the items break out of the chest and you have to pick them up manually or the chest goes in your inventory. But what happened is I accidentally broke a chest and it sent me an email. Like they sent me a message telling me, hey, you broke a chest with stuff in it. Just to be aware, that chest, we've retained all of your items. When you place it again, all your items will be in there. But it's like something they didn't have to do. Like... It was specifically made for me when I accidentally destroyed a chest and I freak out. Like, it just was like, hey, it's all good. You're good, you know? And there's so many of these little convenience things that you could tell they've been listening, you know? And the UI, to Brad's point earlier, it is, for all intents and purposes, like, pretty bad. But it's like, to me, it reminds me of what people say about Monster Hunter's UI, you know? Is that over time it gets bad type of thing but to me monster hunter was bad from the start (laughs) and in my opinion um chimera land it wasn't good from the start but like it wasn't monster hunter to me it just shows you too much too early Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while in chimera land everything the, the worst part about the ui is everything is separated but then once you know where things are you really don't have to deal with like unnecessary overlap and you can always find stuff pretty easily. Yeah. It's just like the the layout's a little weird. 
but it's like the more you deal with it, I, I know there's a lot of forgiveness in there with it. I'll admit. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, it it's one of those things where it seems like the people who made the UI tried to meet you halfway. <laughs> it didn't say, well, they're going to need this information, so I'm just going to leave it here anyway type of thing. I've never felt that way about the UI. You know, it's def- you can definitely tell it's a mobile mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah I think too. you said the that game early, is, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. It, once you realize, like, oh, this was built to be, like, touched on a phone or a tablet, then... The like getting in and out of menus and stuff makes more sense intuitively because you're like, oh, it's just it's it's going to be on the screen. Don't push escape mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like just look for a button that closes the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or that takes you to this other thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe. Although there are keyboard shortcuts. Yeah, I can't believe that there's a mobile and a PC version of this game. <laughs> like to me, everything about it just seems like this can't make sense. Like who 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 <laughs> is doing this? Like I legitimately am like. Who is the one guy who made this whole game and is maintaining this whole like still developing? <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Just yeah, one it, guy. It, be, it seems like it probably has a lot of power. Yeah, it has at least two guys. <laughs> at least two guys. Somebody, one guy has a server that runs in his mom's basement. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know I've been playing Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man. I think I've been telling you guys, and you mm-hmm. know, I'm just getting started into it. So, uh, I want to make a note and then say something that has surprised me about Spider-Man. Um, so one thing that I've noted about playing Chimera Land and Spider-Man like around the same time is that Chimera Land having a horrible UI is a artifact of when you have too many mechanics and you have yeah. to let users interact with them in some way because Chimera has, uh, you have attendants and attendants are like your fighting buddies, but they need, uh, they have an inventory where you give them equipment and you have uh, a pet who also has uh like rpg elements and then you have a home and then you have a field and you have all these things and you need to surface all these things for people to be able to do all these complex mechanics so mm-hmm. like making a ui that makes sense is gonna be terrible <laughs> it's really really yeah. tough and then like i play spider-man and i in the ui is very good in my opinion i like how they handle a lot of things and i realize it's because they're very focused you know like, hey, you need to upgrade your suit. Hey, you need to upgrade your gadget. Gadget. Hey, you need to, mm-hmm. you know, here's a, you know, a wheel, you know, for you to change out your web, you know, tools or whatever. And you oh, know, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I see it now. Like, if if Spider Man had like ten more mechanics, <laughs> oh yeah, then the the UI would be horrible because they already have a whole bunch of tabs. You know what I'm saying? For skills and web and blah, blah, suits. So many tabs. And collectors and collections and stuff. So, um. And you can have suits and your suits can have power. And then you can switch them out and then, you know, oh, you need to get these materials and then you do this and that. Um, so. Skill skill trees. So, um. Did you guys ever go through the social media feed on Spider-Man? Yes, I did. I. What do you think? I love that. I haven't played it long enough to. To really have had time, but I see it and I'm like, oh, I should look at this. But go ahead, Steve. Oh, I was I was just saying, yeah, I saw it. It was it's a it's it's all flavor text. I don't think any of it is important, <laughs> but it's really cool and it makes it's one of the things people talk about how the city feels alive. Like, oh, you can go anywhere, mm-hmm. and there's always people walking around, and there's crimes happening like in real time. You can go stop them, blah blah blah. But I'm like, they also have. A radio station with Jay Jonah Jameson's counterpart. I don't know if it's actually him, but you know, that type of character basically on a talk show. And they have 
a Twitter feed that talks about the things that Jonah Jameson is talking uh-huh. about, talks about the things happening in the plot, talks about the crimes that you've stopped haven't or haven't stopped. stopped. Like a real time. It's not like super. Yeah, it's not like ridiculously impressive, but it's it's enough that it feels cool. Yeah, yeah. I was into that. I liked yeah, that. So what, and it doesn't like you can read all of it. Like it's not so overwhelming. Like Twitter, like real like Twitter. Real Twitter. <laughs> so wait, Kyle, <laughs> what were you gonna say about it? So did you think it was cool or what was? Did you have? Yeah, um, I think it was. I thought it was fine. I, once I guess once I read it a couple times. I, I was kind of in the same boat with Steve where I, I realized it was flavor text. And so it didn't really capture my attention very much anymore. I, mm. I, I got, cause I knew there wasn't, there wasn't going to be like any extra value. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a handful of times where I wouldn't do something specific necessarily, but you could tell I did something that was specific enough that it triggered a certain type of message. They were like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know? And so those times were nice, but they were kind of, I think they were few and far in between on purpose, you know? So it would seem like, Oh, you genuinely did something, you know, and so here's your in in universe in game reward type of thing. Yeah. But the further I got along with with the game, you know, trying to keep track of the story, trying to keep track of my skills, trying to keep track of my gadgets, mm-hmm. and it was like it it got it was it was too overwhelming because I I'd play through yeah. three or four missions and then realize oh I haven't looked at the feed and you have to scroll manually and you know. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't feel worth it anymore. Yeah, it it definitely feels like one of those things where it's immersion, right? It's like, oh, this is really cool. Like, it's kind of like we were talking about, like an artist does all this stuff in the city. Like, I was like looking at, like, man, look at this, like how they remodeled New York and did all these things to also make it playable. And I was like, man, like all I'm doing is swinging by this at like eighty miles per hour. <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not appreciating it. But if they didn't do it, I wouldn't be as immersed in the experience. So it's like mm-hmm. a weird like catch twenty two. So I actually have like a weird surprise about my experience with Spider Man so far, and I've only played not that long, but I've been surprised how much I don't like some things about it. Um, and <gasps> I know it's ooh name them yeah. So it's a perfect game. <laughs> yeah, and I know, I know these are literal fighting words with Kyle, so I tread very like Kyle's not gonna. Kyle's a, a nice and friendly guy, but I feel like also Kyle could like, like you know, I, nothing, nothing. It's just kind of funny. Like if I thought of what like you trying to say, man, if you, you if you had say? a superpower, it would be kind of like Kingpin. How like Kingpin is super strong, and like you can't mess with him when he's like in kingpin mode like he just runs through walls and like <laughs> like i feel like that's kyle like kyle is super nice but i also feel like he's like the most powerful man you've ever known <laughs> i've got a kingpin mode. <laughs> yeah, in you he, he catches spider-man's kids <laughs> yeah, just, what are you doing just throws like, what are you doing this man is spider-man <laughs> like you're just a normal dude no i'm kyle but um <laughs> but anyway so there's two things that I, i've kind of been kind of like huh maybe i'll get more into them one is I don't, I'm getting better at it, but I don't really enjoy the combat as much as I thought I would. Um, mm. I've, I've enjoyed, you know, the Arkham Asylums and, you know, games that kind of have this kind of flow. But for some reason, I almost feel a little overwhelmed by all of the things that I can do. And I'm starting to get it now, yeah. and I'm getting better at the game, and I feel like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm like a, becoming a ninja, a spider ninja. <laughs> you really feel like Spider-Man. But like... Uh, kind of how you described your experience with God of War is kind of how I felt about Spider-Man, Kyle. 
Like, oh. it, it makes sense. Press square to attack, you know, press circle, da-da-da. But, like, it just felt like a lot of things were happening really fast, you know? Like, especially in the mm-hmm. first yeah. moment. Like, oh, press R1, R2 to, to zip this way and then do that to do this. And, oh, you need... And, like, this is all happening in the first mission. And I was like, okay, cool, this is a tutorial. But then I was in the city and I was fighting, like, normal criminals. And they were whooping me up a little bit because I couldn't <laughs> remember yeah. what in the world, like... And then like, oh, do a spider, a web throw. And, I, and and I'm getting it now. But I was surprised by how much I didn't like it at first. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will say that feeling goes away because I felt exactly okay. the same. Okay. Um, yeah. The first level, they tell you everything immediately. And it's like, whoa. But you don't really have to use everything. You're basically like, they give you everything. And there's like a one-time tutorial. Mm-hmm. But then when you're actually fighting the first boss, like it doesn't matter. But then slowly they'll introduce characters that make you rehash those some of those mechanics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they kind yeah. of tutorialize it's, you it's a boss or something like that. Like you get to. No, 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 no. They'll like through 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 mobs. Oh, through, okay. like you know, random dudes. Oh, yeah, the yeah. thugs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thugs, like holding yeah. square to uppercut somebody or having to web uh-huh. shoot the the big dudes. Yeah. Sliding behind. They'll them. have more guys who have yeah. shields, for example, and you have to go underneath them, or you'll have more dudes with weapons. That you had to take their weapons away from them, stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know, Kyle. What, did you like the combat when you first? Did it make sense to you, or what was like your vibe? So short answer is is yeah. I loved the combat from the start. I will. I have to agree though that the uh, the way they tutorialized it was not great um, because they did do the, the the notorious thing where they show you too much too early, and it was contextual mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, but it was like. You know, there's four dudes in front of you. you press triangle to zip to one guy, mm-hmm. and then you knock that guy out. And then it's like everything slows down again. And yeah. like press this button, and it's like, hold on, can I zip <laughs> to another guy again first? I just I only did it once, you know. And so yeah. I think I think if they would have just like spaced things out, it would have been a whole lot more digestible. Because like yeah, like you're saying that very first fight. I think by the end of that fight, you probably used one of the web bombs or something. Like you're using a gadget already, and it's like no, 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 way too soon. Mm-hmm. But I personally, my favorite genre of game is beat 'em ups, like hands down. And so, you put me in a in a in a game where I'm Spider Man. I just got to tap square mindlessly, you know, and I press triangle to get close to a guy so I can just tap square again. I'm in mm-hmm. heaven. So mm. I really liked the game and simple combos. Push circle so you kick him up in the air and then tap square somewhere. <laughs> tap, tap, so, tap 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 tap. <laughs> So I vibed with that game like super hard. Um, I didn't even care about yeah. the tutorial. Like I was figuring out stuff before it was telling me it because I was just pressing everything, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. So I didn't even care. But I totally get it from a game game design standpoint. It uh, it didn't do that well. You know, it's, it's, you really you really do eventually get into kind of a flow state with the combat mm-hmm. where you're like you just know how to do everything without thinking. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm kind of getting there now because I've. So, so I was going to actually say the other thing that surprised me about this game is that, I mean, and I'll probably change as I get further, but right now I don't really care about the story. I've been doing all the random side stuff, like literally in the, oh yeah, before I even did this, I don't even know if I've done the second main mission yet. Like <laughs> I've gotten every single backpack, I've done every single landmark and I've done every single, uh, uh, like my, uh, the place where you like the construction sites. I've done all of them mm-hmm. before I even started the second mission. 
And I got good news for you. Mm-hmm. There are more. And <laughs> yeah, there's so much. And I don't know if that's good news. That actually is kind of like, oh no. Like I knew that was gonna happen because I looked at the menu and I saw all those question marks. I was like, oh man, there's so many of these. Uh like like that overwhelms me a little bit. But um I was They're also fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Like it kind of feels like I have to do them because I'm a gamer and I can't imagine not getting one of the backpacks when it's like yeah. literally, literally five meters from me. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm trying to do something else and then the crimes <laughs> happen. So it's it's been a weird experience where I'm like, I'm playing the side game, but I kind of want to play the main game, but I'm not interested in the main game. So I'm in this weird place with it right now. Where, like, I, I like it, and I've gotten pretty good with the fighting so far, except for sometimes I just get worked by the little mini uh, big dudes. Like, if there's oh, two yeah. of them, they'll just combo oh, yeah. me, and I'm, like, busted. and I'm like, what's going on? And then the shooter, like, the people who shoot, like, uh, the assault rifles are annoying. Um, actually, you know what I wish? I wish in the beginning of the game there was just less enemy types, and it was just normal thugs. Yeah with like uh-huh that's that's know, the main thing i, I think, think it's yeah. just too much i just wish it was a little bit like it ramped up slowly but anyway so i don't know if it's a negative about spider-man but right now i'm maybe it's also because i've gotten a lot of hype from it that i'm kind of like oh i didn't expect to run into these things and not like them so early because i like arkham asylum and kyle have you played arkham any of the arkham games uh, not at length, but yeah, I've yeah. played, I don't know which one it was, but I only played it for a little while, yeah. but I have played. And I, I love the Arkham's combat and how they do it. So mm-hmm. Spider-Man's just like the next level. Very similar. You know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I was surprised by my experiments, experience with Spider-Man, but I'm liking it kind of, sort of, and I'm expecting that I like it more. Just, just putting that out there. Uh, one thing. That I do, because I love both of the Spider-Man games. The first Spider-Man game is the first game I've ever platinumed Mm, on mm. PlayStation. But I have to say definitively in both of them, the thing that I hate the most, which I'm still very disappointed about, is the wall climbing. Yeah, it's pretty wonky. It's very wonky. You think so? There's a lot of games that have done it better. Yeah, I mean, you don't use it. That's why I kind of give a lot of forgiveness in it. But for... Like, it hasn't been patched or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it hasn't been improved from when the game was first released. Because I, I feel like they would have improved it in Miles Morales if they were going to. But if, they didn't. I feel it's one of the situations where if they could. It's probably, like, a systemic thing. Like, it just has to be uh, that way in order for swinging to be better. Right? Like, um, it, it reminds me, you know, as, as we're kind of coming in here for a landing. But, like, it kind of reminds me of uh, the game... Um, Gosh, I've talked about it. You're a guy. Knack 2. Oh, no, gosh. No, it's uh, you're a dude who can jump everywhere. And it's... Prototype? Prototype. Jump yes, man. Pro- jump. <laughs> jump man. Yeah. Jump man. Prototype. Prototype. Some of the things that I... When I'm playing Spider-Man, I think to myself, man, I kind of wish I was playing Prototype right now. Because Prototype does wow. such a good job with traversal. It's, they do. It's probably the best traversal I've ever seen in a game. Like... Somebody said this one time, and I 100% agree with them. You can be running full speed and say, I want to land on top of that light pole. Uh-huh. And you'll be, like, way up on top of a skyscraper, and you'll land directly on it. Like, Infamous was like that, too. You know? I was about to say Infamous. Seems really Second similar. Sun, yeah. All, all the Infamous games. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. Spider-Man, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm just surprised by 
those negative experiences. I think it's just because it's been hyped in my mind, you know. Um, I think that's actually why I don't like hearing much about games. I like just going in them because it's it's easier for me to get disappointed than to be positive. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. You know. They'll never match the so hype. You're ruining, you're ruining games for all of our listeners. <laughs> We're all hyping How games. How dare you tell me this game is good? But no, I think it's good. You know, I've been hyping up God of War, so I'm, I'm waiting for Kyle to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> So I haven't played it out either. I'm probably going to be delayed on God of War because there is a game that has a lot of hype right now that I just actually Mrs. Yams just got it for me for Valentine's Day. You might you guys mm-hmm. might have heard about it. Sifu. Oh yeah, yeah, your game. Oh yeah, the, your game. Yeah, my game. Yeah, but I, I haven't. Uh, it's his game. I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it. I, I heard in the past that it wasn't like super long, so I think you can enjoy it. You're going to enjoy the experience and get to. Hey, that's right. Kyle, it. should we play? Should we play God of War together? I would. I would take breaks from the games I'm playing to play with you. Yeah, if you want to coordinate that, you. so we can talk about it for sure. Yeah, I'm down. I'm, we should definitely do an episode of God of War. Um, and I, I'll play it again. I mean, I've beaten it. Like, I might not play it again, but I'll keep. I'll continue to play it because I've beaten it, and I'm like in God of War plus mode mm-hmm. now. So, ooh, so extra God okay. mode. Yeah. So, ah, it's the the narrative is so good. Irrelevant of the gameplay, the narrative. Anyway, I'm hyping yes. it up. Well, Just enjoy. Story was great. We, yeah, uh, let's coordinate it. Let's talk about it post after the podcast in some way. You know, we we talk. We have too many. About to start skipping skipping meals for lunch so I can just play God of War for lunch. <laughs> just you know, who needs <laughs> who needs food or bread when you have God of War? It makes sense. It's food for your soul. Food for your soul. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, I have more games on my list, but it's like. You know, this yeah. we'll probably come yeah. back to this somehow, some way. These games will come back around. We'll talk about them, but um, nah. Appreciate you got to mention though, mm-hmm. the unexpectedly good game Bug Snacks that has to that, be mentioned. Yes, yes. As as you might guess, we have positive <laughs> feelings about that game as we did a whole episode. Well, maybe we wouldn't whole have episode. positive, but we at least were surprised by, you by have the feelings. experience. We have feelings about it, but Bug Snacks I has on my list as well is a positively surprised way beyond positive just thought it was gonna be a stupid little game that i was gonna quit after five minutes <laughs> but, right but it was uh yeah look at you now look look at us now we are we are bug snacks fans now you are the i'm bug looking snacks. for but we are <laughs> we are all <laughs> bug snacks so um <laughs> deep down in our hearts but um anyway um as always guys um thank you uh thank you kyle for, for t- always a pleasure you know. glad to be here yes, yes. thank you steve you know, uh, really. Thank you for letting me correct you constantly. constantly. I'm, I'm used to it. I'm a, I'm a Georgia you rely Tech. On it. I'm a Georgia Tech alumni. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> alumni. See, 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 see. <laughs> among us. What? <laughs> among us. I'm a Georgia Tech among us. So, um, you know, you know what it is. And uh, once again, thank you to everybody listening to the Super Agile Bros. Thank you all, all the Super Agile sisters. You are welcome here in the Super Agile Nation. Super Agile Bros Nation. <laughs> not, did you say not really? <laughs> I said family, family, family. Super Agile, Super family. Agile Bros. Cinematic Universe. Cinematic Universe. Um, but yeah, man, keep looking out. We got more coming, of course. Podcast, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe follow us on Twitch. Maybe you'll go on Twitch once in a while. But of course, follow us on Twitter at the SAB Podcast. That is at the SAB Podcast. Remember, YouTube. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, 
Boyo. Apple Podcast. We out here in these streets. We everywhere. Um, and uh, looking forward to doing more. Keep on. Oh, oh, I just want to say this. Keep on sending your ideas to us and letting us know what you're thinking about. I'm, we are listening. We're listening. We're not guaranteeing that we're going to do it. Let, let, <laughs> let, let, yeah, we got a list we, going. The, we got a list. the real truth is, if we, the only way we could cover all the stuff we could do is if we were recording more than once a week. So, yes, yeah. some stuff is definitely going to fall to the wayside, which we don't want to do. But um, just know that. It's in the pipeline. Yes, yeah, in the pipeline. We appreciate it. Please keep sharing your ideas, how we can get better. What you wish we were doing better, blah, blah, blah. Everything, good, bad, and the indifferent. Please share them all. We really appreciate it. It's uh, the 5 a.m. in the morning and the 5 p.m. at night. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, particularly 5 at night. We need you to send it that t- time. So, um, <laughs> anywho, thank you guys once again for listening. And until next time, peace.